When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah Utes. Now, your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott. Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast. On this episode, the Utes drown the Florida Gators. And we look ahead as Utah travels down to Baylor. I'm Cameron, and we got Ryan. Hey, Ute Nation. And Scott. What's up, boys? 1-0. 1-0 without Cam Rising. Hey, who who uh, who saw that start coming, huh? Wow. Who saw, who saw the first play of the game coming? <laughs> Ludwig really? dialing up the deep post. Wow, that was that was something. That was pretty memorable. How uh, Utah goes three and out on defense, and then ultimately uh, comes right out of the gate. That place was absolutely electric. Did you see the tweet by the Utah University of Utah Seismology Department? Yeah. When, when that happened, it was like equivalent to was it a two point something earthquake? Yeah, it was pretty nuts, man. That was that was fun. And uh I'll tell you, kudos to kudos to Barnes, you know. We didn't uh this fan base didn't have a whole lot of uh, hope in that guy, but uh and it and he didn't play amazingly. I mean his numbers are not all that impressive, but he did take care of the football um and did enough. Obviously with a, as good of a defense, which we've talked about uh at length this offseason, that's kind of what you need to do. But, uh, yeah, kudos to Barnes, and the dude's now on scholarship. It's official. He doesn't have to work at Lowe's anymore. Good for him, though. I mean, he's he's uh, he's played in some, some big games. I mean, obviously he played in two Rose Bowls and wasn't planning on that, and then played a spur-of-the-moment last second game at Washington state and got us a win last year. And now this, so it's crazy that he's, he's playing in front of more people than live in his hometown. <laughs> I'll bet you there's more pigs than, uh, than there were in rice Eccles though. <laughs> Did you see that stat they put up on the game that he, he raised 12,000 pigs, 12,000 himself. Well, the farm he the farm he grew up on had twelve thousand pigs. Is what the the ESPN broadcast put out. They need to get him a theme song. Cam Rising's got Bad Moon Rising. You got to get one. For and an song. oink oink here, and an <laughs> oink oink there. Here an oink, there an oink. Okay, no, I really want to get into this. I, I want to get into this. I'm ta- I'm taking nothing away from Barnes. He's a gutty kid, a gutty player. I want Nate Johnson in there. I want Johnson over Barnes. 
so this is this is how we're starting the podcast. This is how huh? we're starting. Yeah, I don't know that I completely agree based on what I saw. I mean, he had some, you know, Johnson has some pretty sweet moments, but man, he had some potential disasters too. But so did Barnes. What, what, wait, 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 wait. Where did Barnes have a potential Barnes didn't fumble the, fumble the ball inside the 10 yard line and almost give them a walk in touchdown. Everyone makes mistakes, Ryan. <laughs> no, this one Barnes. Okay, I will give you Barnes is accurate. That's one thing that I will give Barnes. He is he he can throw the ball. He just doesn't have any mustard or zip on that thing. It hangs in the air forever, and it allowed the defense guys were open and they would throw. And by the time they caught it. The defense was right there to stop them. They didn't really get a lot of those yak yards. No, there's there's no question. I mean, Bryson Barnes, there's a reason he's a backup cam. I mean, he's not going to be a Pac-12 starter. Um, quite frankly, there's a reason he was number three on the depth chart. Brandon Rose had overtaken him. So, um, I mean, he you, is what he is. You could argue that he was number four. I mean, well, I mean, ultimately he wasn't because yeah. <laughs> he got the start over Nate. But, but you're right. I mean, going into going into fall camp, I mean, he probably was in the three or four spot the whole time, right? Until until the very end. But I just here's my I cannot get on board with Nate quite yet. Watching that game, he's not ready. Yes, does he have elite speed? Can he do a lot of things in the run game? Yes, but. Unless we're going to turn into Arizona under Rich Rod, it's not going to matter. He comes in, he provides a change of pace, but as each game goes on, defenses are going to, they're going to know exactly what he's going to do. And they're going to stack the box. And unless he can make them pay in the passing game, it's really not going to matter. But they I mean, didn't he was let three- him. They didn't let well, him go. I think that was by design, though, too. He was three for four for six yards. I mean, not that impressive. And and he just doesn't look. Kyle Whittingham said he's making he's turning the ball over in practice. Okay, so if you if you take Kyle Whittingham's comments, what we've seen of Nate Johnson so far, he's he's a project. The reason he was so highly recruited is his running ability. It wasn't necessarily his passing ability, but that's going to obviously take time. And when Bryson Barnes, who does not, as you mentioned, Cam, have a real strong arm, if he's clearly beating him out, that 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 speaks pretty pretty uh, uh, pretty strongly in regards to where this staff sees Nate Johnson. Yes, can he come in? Can he help? Can he do some specialized things? Absolutely. And will we continue to rely on him? Uh, yes, but I just don't see that he's ready. And I'm all, if anything, I'm fully on the Brandon Rose bandwagon for next year. <laughs> or you know, Wilson, Wilson will be in the running next year for that. But anyway, I, I mean, talk going back to Barnes versus Johnson, though. I, in in all honesty, I was surprised how many plays Johnson was in there for. 
yeah. I, I don't know. I just. I'd agree with that. I, I, I mean, at one point it felt like they were doing just alternating series. Um, they were alternating. Was, they were alternating within a series for a period they, of yeah. time. It, it was it was strange. I I, I didn't quite. I, I guess that definitely took me off guard. Um, but I guess obviously Ludwig felt, hey, we need to as much as possible give Florida different looks. And I mean, at the end of the day, we won one pretty handily, so it worked. But uh, I don't know. I just I don't know that we're going to see that game plan moving forward if Cam is not ready. Yeah, if you go into this game with the same situation where Cam's not available, I I I think you got to stick with Barnes even more unless you I don't know unless you fall behind and you got to do something really different, but I don't like it. I do not like it. Cam. No, you, you know don't what? understand. And I'm not trying to dog <laughs> on him because he's a hundred times better of a quarterback than I'll ever wish to be. However, <laughs> that touchdown pass barely made it. Just barely made it. And he had it made everything it. into it. Well, there's one more touchdown pass than your boy Nate Johnson. Because he never got an opportunity. That's the thing is they they're not because he didn't up. earn because he didn't earn the reps in practice. They're We're not a practice opening program. up the playbook. You better earn your time on 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 during practice, Cam. They are not opening up the playbook for Johnson. <laughs> There's probably a reason for that. Look, I I'm I am not Team Barnes. I I already said I'm Team Rose, but well, I'm Team Rising. Oh gosh. <laughs> I, I think that's a given, but ultimately here, it's, it's, it, it, it looked pretty clear to me Nate Johnson is not ready. We all wish he was. I mean, if, if he could be a dynamic passer with what he could do with his legs, watch out. I honestly, you look at all the quarterbacks that Arizona had under Rich Rod, and none of them got them to the promised land. None of them, they'd have good weeks. But they weren't consistent. And I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But when I look at Nate Johnson, that's what I see. Is I see a guy who's probably could be a pretty good passer, but he's 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 on the field because what he can do with his feet. And when you rely on a guy like that, and if you're gonna run him that much, that scares me because you're just not gonna have him week in and week out due to injury. So Again, love to be right. It happened at Arizona with that. I forget his name. That guy that was is the entered the season was in the Heisman talk and got hurt early in the season. And you, you just look at the same thing with Taysom Hill. I mean, superb athlete, but wasn't accurate with the ball and was injured all the time because he was a running quarterback. So, in other words, what you're saying is Cam's really team Taysom. Oh, <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> it is what it is. It's it's good to have some guys available. Um, but 
I don't know. I think Rising's back this week, boys. I know I said that last week, so I'm <laughs> 0 for 1. But I'm I'm staying with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and even the score this week. I don't see it. You don't? Why? What? Whittingham said in the post game conference that he's been cleared by the doctors to for full practice participation. And today he mentioned that there's no restrictions. They're just they're seeing how he goes and seeing how he recovers for day after day of practice. So. Yeah, it's still up in the air, and if they feel comfortable um, after watching tape and scouting Baylor, if uh, if the two-headed monster with Barnes and Johnson can go down and, and get this victory, then you're right. We, we probably won't see um, Cam Rising, but I don't know. I, I, I think Witt wants to get him back on the field as soon as he can because I don't think you want to go down and you don't want to become a Texas state, right? Or, I mean, excuse me, you don't want to, you don't want to have what happened to Baylor because of Texas state happened to Utah, right? Go in as the heavy freight favorite and uh, don't have all your weapons at your disposal. I think, I think if, I think if he's healthy, you play him. Yeah. I mean, there's no sense. There's no sense in holding him out if he's cleared to play. Cause at this point, you're you're one and zero. Oh. If you go one and one, losing to Baylor after they just got manhandled by Texas State, it's not a good look. And the Baylor starting quarterbacks also out for the game. Uh, but we'll get into Baylor. Uh, going back to Florida, uh, you know, one area I think I was kind of disappointed in is is Utah's rushing attack. Uh, they finished as a group with 105 yards. Um, and really, it was just between Johnson and Bernard. Uh, I know Jackson is kind of banged up. It, it kind of showed. But I honestly thought Utah was going to be able to... I thought that was going to be their strength against Florida. I was really running that ball. I think Florida thought the same thing because they put eight and nine guys in the box the entire game to stop that run. Right, and they, and they were run blitzing. I mean, they, they, the game plan was very clear for Florida. All right, you've got a third and a fourth string quarterback in here. We know you're not going to kill us on the in the passing game, which Utah really didn't. So we're just going to take the run away from you. And they did a good job. They 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 were they were stout enough up front, and with that attention, that many guys uh, along the front of the uh, line of scrimmage, there just wasn't much there. So I think that's I think maybe that's why we saw Johnson maybe a little more. Than uh, the maybe uh, they anticipated is ultimately let's see okay we're not getting anything going in the running game with our backs let's see if Johnson can come in spread these guys out and 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 start hitting some holes a little bit um, but uh, but yeah I, my biggest takeaway is JJ's your starting running back I know he got he got a little dinged up but prior to him going out with injury they hardly went to him. Five carries. I that was that was the most shocking thing to me. You know, in the first series, we we're we're, we're giving uh, uh, Makai Bernard, we're giving um, Jalen Glover carries instead of giving it to your top guy. Didn't really didn't love that. Didn't love that approach. I think we. You're right. I mean, I think it it was interesting to see that they they played so many guys. 
And it wasn't just a running back. I think you saw that across the board at, at several positions, even on the defensive side of the ball. You saw, uh, I, I mean, how many defensive backs did they play? And, and that shows your depth. But I was really surprised that so many guys saw action. In, in the, here's, a, here's a theory. In today's portal world, you got to give guys. You got to give guys reps if you want to keep them. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. talk about that, right? You got to keep recruiting them even when they're on campus. I, I think for me, with with uh, with Jackson. Now I know, as you said, Scott, he got banged up in the game, but I know he wasn't a hundred percent healthy going in, and, and it kind of showed. Um, which I don't know makes me kind of nervous for Baylor. Because I don't know if you can expect kind of those home run, the home run ball that Barnes connected <laughs> with. It's singular home run ball, not balls. <laughs> I did. I said home run ball. No, I know. I know. I was just. I was just. I was just uh, following up because uh, no. I mean Baylor again. I'm not a scout. I'm uh, you know I'm not breaking down Baylor, um, especially their O line and D lines, but. But from what I saw, my vantage point, they were not all that impressive um, on either side of the either side of the ball. So I think, again, Kyle Winningham always preaches preaches the most improvement takes place between week one and week two. Now, obviously, that's true for both teams here, but I think you're going to see a better a better effort in the run game. Um, I think you're going to continue to see. They're going to pound the rock, especially, especially, especially if, if rising's not ready, you have to rely on this run game and you have to get it going. So I think Ludwig is going to do a lot because you cannot ask Bryson Barnes to go out and carry you to a victory on the road against a big 12, a, a good, a, a decent, good big 12 opponent. He needs to be supplemented through a strong running game. So I think I think that's going to be the focus of practice. I think you, you're going to see a, a big effort from Utah to run the ball and be a lot more effective doing it. Well, I, I agree, but until proven otherwise, every defense we see until Rising comes back is going to mimic what what Florida did and put eight and nine guys in the box. You can only run effectively so well with that so you've got to be able to spread the ball around through the air to open to soften up that defense I mean, you got to spread that defense out is what you're saying ryan and and maybe you if it isn't there in the in the passing game you might be able to stretch it in in the rushing game like they tried i don't know i'm just, it just makes me nervous guys but here's the thing yes bryson barnes was not amazing in this game but he knew where he was going every snap he 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 didn't put the ball. I think I can only count one pass that was put in harm's way, and it was that deep ball to was it? I think it was Simmons into double coverage oh, where yeah. uh, he got that little push in the back. It should have been a pi, but outside of that throw, he really didn't put the ball in harm's way. And one game under your belt, beating a Florida. That's got it. He's got to be flying high from a confidence standpoint. So if Baylor does come out and say, "All right, we're going to put eight, nine guys in the box," you're going to have to you're going to have to beat us and go over the top. 
maybe we see Bryson kind of take a step forward and, and with some confidence and starts making teams pay. Obviously, we're going to have to wait and see. But I'm more, I'm more encouraged from Bryson today, that obviously, from where we were in the offseason. I was not looking forward to him starting. And again, it wasn't spectacular, but he did what he was supposed to do. He, he so did. Kudos to him. Yeah, for sure. And I think if you're going to have to go that route again, you've got you've got receivers that can create space and catch the ball. I mean, Vele is fast and he's tall. Yasmin is fast and big and can catch the ball. We saw that Mikey Matthews, although not big, can catch the ball and is quick. I mean, leading receiver in his first game as a true freshman. Yeah. So, I mean, find ways to utilize these guys to soften up that defense. And I, I, you guys proved me wrong. Miki had a great catch. Boom, baby. I remember I said, I don't get it. I love him on defense. And I was proven wrong. He had a phenomenal game. We didn't, we didn't even see your boy Bentley out there. I know. I <laughs> nor my guy Cope. <laughs> no, actually, we did see him on special teams. Oh, <laughs> but hey, but thanks for giving me Mikey Matthews with the third yeah. pick. I do appreciate that. <laughs> so I know you know. I mean, kinda, and oh. Pitt and and Pittman. Other than that wide open drop that he probably could have scored a touchdown on. Uh, so yeah, I mean. There's 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 weapons on offense outside of that running game. So spread it. Find ways to get the ball in those guys' hands. Do you guys think that the play calling in the second half maybe kind of pulled back a little bit? Once they kind of got lead, absolutely. And, and I yeah. think maybe that's where there's kind of that weird vibe after the game. Um, because really, Utah, Utah should have won by more. If we're well, they totally should have. Well, and, if it, the the game's over in the second quarter if Bailey hits that, that ball to Bernard up the sideline. Was wide open. All he needed to do is just throw it with a little bit more air underneath it. And I mean Bernard, that I mean that right there would have been an absolute killer. Had, and, had, and what a had sweet play it. call and design though. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't recall. Have we seen Bailey throw before? I don't know that I have. I don't. I don't think so. But it, it was actually a well-thrown ball outside of just a little too too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was probably uh, he was he was juiced. Uh, I'm sure as soon as he heard that play come in. But uh, <laughs> he, okay, he did have but, one attempt and one completion last year for nine yards. Oh, he did. Okay, I don't. I didn't recall that off the top of my head. But I mean, the, the thing that's crazy. I mean. Social media during and after that game for locally, nationally, it was Utah just bullied Florida, right? Um, Utah had more speed on the field than Florida. The game wasn't close. Utah handled Florida. Utah owned the trenches. If you go through the stats, I look at those stats and I go, "How how did we own those guys? Because... 
they had time of possession. They had more passing yards. Obviously, they didn't do anything in the rushing game. Utah Utah wins that, that one. Um, you know, they were they were awful on third down, one of thirteen. But we weren't much better, three of thirteen. Um, it but it really just came down to I think the mistakes that Florida had, the amount of uh, uh, penalties and penalty yardage that they had. Um, definitely played a factor, but it, but it's really interesting to go through those stats because you watch that game and it was clear Utah had complete control from start to finish. Um, but, but the, the stats don't really necessarily, uh, um, back that up. So it's kind of interesting just to kind of go through those. I mean, back to your point, Cam, I do think that it was by design that the second half was more conservative. I think they were probably trying to utilize the new the new rules of let the clock run. So, uh, you you know, don't, don't give Florida as many snaps as opportunities with the ball. So, um, you know, and it worked. I mean, I think I, I sat there at the end of the game and <laughs> I was exhausted. I thought I was so not I. in, I was not in game shape. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't it wasn't close, but when they scored, when Florida scored that touchdown and went for two to cut it to, a, uh, or they got to, to 11 points, and then they had the ball again, and I thought, if they score here, all they have to do is an onside kick and, a, and another score, and they win. And so I, you know, I had this pit in my stomach, like, if we give this away after dominating the entire game, like, it, it was an awful feeling. No, I, well, there was a lot of, I think, nervous energy late in the stadium um, because the, the, to your point, the second half was kind of a boring second half. We didn't do much um, offensively, um, defensively or we pretty good. But I mean, that game changes with just a few a few different things going Florida's way. That game is is neck and neck. Right. We punt the ball to them. They decide to have two number threes out on the field, which is a penalty, gives us first down. We go down and score. We take that score off the board. Who knows what they go do with it? You know, it's it's much different. Not to mention the amount of times Utah got them off the field on fourth down and in scoring range. If mm-hmm. if if they pick up a fourth or excuse me, a first down on one of those plays, things could have drastically changed. So or, yes. Or if Johnson doesn't recover his own fumble. Yeah. Bring that up. Ryan. Utah's way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, there, there are a lot of ill-timed mistakes by Florida that, that Utah benefited from for sure. Well, I think even that first offensive play I saw on Twitter, someone broke down that whole play. And they had a corner fall down, which caused the safety to step up, which which is how Money Parks was wide open. So if that corner doesn't fall down, you know maybe that play doesn't happen. Right. I mean, things went your way, and guess what? That's football. It's going to happen. But there's going to be games where they don't go your way, and uh, that's where scoring 24 points in a game is just not going to be sufficient. Right, you can't go down to Baylor and hope, hey, we're going to win this game, scoring another twenty-four points. You got to be able to put points up on the board. I mean, you look at what happened in the Pac-12 this week. 
Now, granted, I know the opponents across the board were not awesome, but you saw how many points Colorado put up, how many points Oregon and, and Washington, Oregon State, and USC, right? Yes, does Utah have the best defense in the conference? Yes. And I think when it's all said and done, that's going to bear out. But you got to score. You still got to be able to score points. So it's paramount that until Rising comes back, we got to figure out a way to put more points up on the board. And once Rising comes back, obviously I think things will kind of settle settle down and, and uh, we'll be a lot more efficient and, pro- and proficient in, uh, in offensively. But um, and, and, and not only, not only rising though. When you think we're sitting here talking about the you know mistakes that Florida made, and it could have led to a much closer game or a different outcome. But then when you look look at it, take a step back and th- and see that Utah did did all of that minus eight key starters. Oh yeah, you. I mean, rising obviously is key, but there's other guys that are huge factors on both sides of the ball that didn't play or didn't play much. So you get, you get those guys back and, and you can put points on the board and you can play better defense too. Well, and you, no doubt you bring that up. And I mean, there were a lot of freshmen for Utah across the board uh, that were making plays. And I know that's one thing that they talked about on ESPN was how Utah over the last couple of years, their ones have been, you know, right up there uh, with the top of the conference and, you know, the top of the country. And now we're starting to see their twos and threes are getting up there with the top of the countries, which makes it as exciting as a Utah fan. Well, look at, I mean, you, you're missing guys like Pepe and Tafuna in the middle of the defensive line. But who stepped up? Tanavasa had a huge sack. Um, Fotu. Two steps up when Reed goes down. Um, obviously, Fillinger, we know what he's capable of doing, and we've seen bursts from from Jonah Ellis. But you're missing O'Toole. You're yeah, starting. You're starting and probably best defensive end, and you still ended up with five sacks in the game against an SEC O line. Dude, that defense is special. It's gonna be good, boys. It's, it's gonna special. be really good. And it call it and honestly, Cole Bishop, holy cow, that dude that can dude just make plays stud. anywhere on the field. Anywhere. Enjoy on the field. watching him while you can because this is it. I think this will be gonna, his last go around. He'll be an all American. I should have called him my breakout player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he when he went down grabbing his leg i got oh boy this thank goodness it was just a cramp you look at our linebackers across the board karini reed goes out and uh, so you got to replace him with a new guy now i know dumani comes from stanford has a ton of experience but first year in the program running this defense you know so you're relying on him and then you're relying on fotu who's straight off a mission coming in um so the 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 linebacker core really quickly became very inexperienced um so for overall for that defense to do what they do they're just going to continue to get better each week i mean teo johnson he's going to continue to get better and quite frankly was pretty darn good um for his first real action i mean on they, defense. when you go when we from our vantage point in the stadium 
on that first series when he tackled Pearsall uh, for that uh, on that end around or fly sweep. I mean, it was a huge play, but until you until I got home and actually watched it on TV, you didn't see the ground that he made up to make that play to stop him before the first down. That was incredible. When it was it was so good because he he didn't hesitate at all and he he had he had a huge burst. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, film study. He knew what was going to happen. He knew what they were doing. Didn't hesitate. Makes a play. I mean, really, they only needed two yards pickup to to get that first down on that on that play, and he blows and it the up next right play after was, the catch. Yeah, and the next play was the false start, which backed him up, and then they punted. Yeah. No, I mean the defense is going to continue to get better and better, and offensively they're going to do that as well. Um, but I don't know. Sure hope, uh, sure hope Cam is uh, is about ready to go here. Ryan, you brought up the false starts. Hey, Ute Nation, that was a great atmosphere for a Thursday night game. It was packed at kickoff. That was to have so a, it was packed to kick. I was nervous because 20 minutes out, it was still pretty empty, but everyone rolled in right at kickoff. And I mean, really credit to the must too. A lot of those false starts happened right in yes. front of them. Yeah. Must, the must was awesome. Uh, I didn't make it to the arrival. Did either of you guys go to the arrival? Ryan, did you get I your did. free t-shirt? I, I did not. I was, I was early, but not that early. Well, we'll have to uh, we'll have to uh, have somebody report back next time. Cam, you're in charge of going next time for the podcast. <laughs> All right, I think I'll do it for our thoughts on the the Utah Florida game again. Just a, a great atmosphere, great game, great way to start the season. We'll take a quick break and we come back. We'll hit up Utah and Baylor. Utah's traveling down to Baylor to face the Bears. And Baylor's coming off a rough start. They lose to Texas State. The fierce Bobcats, 42-31. to 31. Ouch. They were a 26-and-a-half-point 20, favorite. They lose their starting quarterback, Shapin, for several weeks. I guess the good thing about Utah... You know, kind of having not the perfect game against Florida is they can't, it's not going to allow them to overlook Baylor. And I know Whittingham wouldn't let a team do that. Um, But if there is one takeaway out out of week one is you're not going to overlook Baylor who just lost to a school that no one's ever heard of. No, no, I think uh, Kyle's going to have these guys ready to play. I mean... uh... Baylor, there you're going to get a good a good shot from Baylor because they're not going to want to start the season 0-2. Uh, plus, there's 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 implications. This is going to be you know next year. This is a conference game, and uh, you know they're they're going to want to they're going to want to put send a message. They obviously are desperate to get a victory. Um, so you're going to get their best shot. But here's and I know Ute fans are saying this on Twitter. Oh my gosh, this is a trap game. Well, I don't really. It's not a trap game. We got Weber State next week. We're not looking ahead. We're not looking past Baylor. But I do think you're gonna get that. You're gonna get their best shot. 
But I'm not sure their best shot is anything special. They did not look good. No, it, it it's hard to t- obviously the expectation. They they're not they weren't ranked preseason, but recently they've been a good football program, and I don't think anybody saw that coming. So it's kind of you know after they come out in game one and 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 lose like that, there's almost part of you that thinks, wow, I mean they're going to come out mad, and you and you've got to be ready for that. But at the same time, maybe they're not that good of a football team. You still have to be ready to play, though. I th- I think we're going to be able to take advantage of them in the run game and getting after the quarterback. I think our our both lines are superior. Um, they did not look great there. Uh, Sawyer Robertson is now your starter. Uh, originally comes from Mississippi State, recruited by Mike Leach. He's got some pretty good speed, um, but yeah, I mean this this could be a battle of backups. And uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see see their game plan moving forward. But I mean, from a rushing perspective, they weren't they weren't anything special themselves. They ran for 108 yards, um, or excuse me, 100 uh, yeah, 108 yards, um, a number of guys. So I I don't know. I don't I don't I'm not overly as concerned about them as 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 I was preseason that would they just they did not look like a good football team and their own fan base is ready to run uh their coach out I mean th- there's a lot of frustration I think down there um Blake Shapen how, how he continues to be their starting quarterback boggles my mind yeah dude dude, dude has not been that good no, he he didn't look good last year when they were up here playing BYU and took BYU to overtime. They couldn't even run passing plays late in the game because of him. But you don't you, you don't want uh, the backup quarterback to have a breakout game against you either, and then <laughs> yeah, kind of give them that 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 spark. To kind of yeah. get their team going, so I know they have lost five. You don't want him to go full on Matt Fink on us. <laughs> they lost five consecutive games, you know, going back to last year. So this is definitely a wounded team. Well, let's keep guys, wounding them, guys. They got smoked by Texas State, and yet their offense still put up over 500 yards of offense. How bad? How bad is that defense? You put up over 500 yards of offense, and you only scored 32 points. I mean, most most of those came through the passing game, 416 to 108 on the ground. Um, you know, so yes, most of that did come through the through the air. But obviously, they, you know, they're moving the ball down the field. They just weren't very successful at the goal line in getting the ball in the end zone. Um, kind of reminding me of a, the day of uh, the days of a Rod uh, running our <laughs> offense. But, uh, I mean, they, they definitely have talent. They can definitely move, move the ball. But it's going to be, I think, I mean, that's what we saw at Utah, Florida last week, right? They were able to move the ball, but they couldn't get in and, into the end zone. And that's where our defense is going to have to continue to play at a high level. Ben, don't break. Just don't give up touchdowns. You know, give up some field goals here and there, but uh, don't let them into the end zone, especially with a young quarterback um, who's, in, you know, inexperienced. He's the backup for a reason. 
don't let him get going early to give him any sorts of sort of confidence. But I think the other flip side to this too is Utah with their youth and kind of inexperience were playing at home in a very friendly crowd, whereas now they're going on the road. And I think that's yep. going to be another factor that we're, Utah can't make kind of those same mistakes they did against Florida. Now, Utah, we're going to have to play a clean game. This is not going to be just a walk in the park. Um, but I think if we come out, take care of the ball, continue to play good defense, get the running game going, keep special teams going. We didn't even talk about special teams, by the way. We need to get, we need to do a, you know, we need a segment special uh, dedicated to Coach Shaw and the special teams. Hey, I had the, they had the punter of the week. Yeah, boo. Is it Bow Bowmeister? Boomeister? How do you pronounce his you name? You don't even want me to try. Well, that's true. I think it's Bowmeister. I think. But did it? I know. I know. I'm ta- I'm changing subjects here. But did it not feel good to have a good special teams? It, hey, they had a 51 yarder field goal, right? He averaged 51 yards for all his kicks. And the, so. I hit, on TV, it looked like the 55 had enough leg. It was just a little, little to the left. Yeah, just pulled it a hair, but uh, you know, it's encouraging. That, I mean, the Whittingham has confidence in that in that type of game to get, let him go kick a 55-yarder. Yeah, I was kind of surprised at that point of the game because you miss it, you give them the ball, essentially at midfield. So he had to have some confidence that he could nail that, and yeah, well, he didn't miss by much. So uh, it is Kyle, nice to. Kyle did say post game that uh, he said it, we were too. It was too short to punt, too long to go for it. So that was uh, that's why he decided to kick Bill goal. But, um, but yeah, I mean, special teams. Kudos to Coach Shaw. We were brutal on Coach Shaw the last couple of years. So it feels. Uh, Feels good to to, to have him uh, have his special teams playing at a high level again. My my only criticism is Pittman doesn't look like he's got a fast first step on the punt return. No, no, didn't really. You know, don't know how I feel about Sione uh, Vaca uh, doing kickoffs either. But um, we'll see. We'll see. It's a work in progress. All right, before we get into our, our scores and, and picks for the Utah-Baylor game, we got to talk Pac-12. The last year, and it starts off in historic fashion. 13-0, and 0, baby. The best week for the conference ever. And honestly, one of the best weekends for any conference. Absolutely. The Pretty dominant. The soon-to-be defunct conference has the best outcome after week one. But if you look at it, I'm not that surprised just because there was a big influx of talent in the transfer portal this, this year. And a lot of guys that were in the conference last year came back. It's, it sucks. I'm, it sucks that this is the last year because this conference is so good and it's been fun playing these teams, and I don't totally. I don't want to give that up. It is lame that it's coming to an end. 
of all years, it's just ironic that this is how we're going to go out. We've been the laughing stock because of how our conference has been run, and and now we're going to freaking just roll over everybody and have a historic year and call it good. Well, well done, Pac-12. Isn't it six six teams in the top 25 this, this yep, week? Half the conference is ranked right now. And how about Colorado? Who oh, saw that man. one? That game was wild. I mean, TCU's defense was pathetic, but who saw Colorado putting up 42 or 45 uh, on the road? They were head and shoulders better than I think anybody thought they were going to be. But I'm still not convinced that it's going to be sustained or sustained really very long at all. From a, a lack of depth, they, they don't have anything. They don't have much on the, the offensive or defensive lines. You can't ask Hunter to play 100 snaps a game and expect him to stay healthy. I mean, no, um, so. But, dude, but that dude's an athlete. Some of the players oh, he's, he he's amazing. Oh, I wow. mean, the, the fact that he could be that impactful on both the defensive and offensive side of the ball was borderline crazy. But defenses are going to start preparing for him. They're not. They're going to. You know, TCU was just not smart. I mean, they he was dominating the game, and they left him in one-on-one coverage the entire time with no help. Well, look you know, who the I head mean, coach of TCU is. I know Sunny Dykes. <laughs> but uh, not only that, they, they left they left points on the field by throwing interceptions inside the twenty-yard line couple of times and one of them i mean it's spectacular play by hunter but but you'd why throw at him why throw at his side of the field i don't as, as much as as deon sanders coach prime he kind of you know i think he, a lot of it is about him right they had a camera on him like all game he's in a lot of commercials during the time tv timeouts he's put a good staff together because they put their players in good positions to make plays, and they got a lot of speed, a lot faster than what I was expecting, mm-hmm. and a lot faster than any Colorado team we've seen in the Pac-12 era. Well, I mean, here, here's, here's what scares me, is him having success with what they did in the portal, 53 transfers, and and Texas State was right behind them. I think Texas State had forty something, and and they just upset Baylor. Is this going to be the trend across college football, where everybody's rosters are just chaos from year to year? That's 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 the aspect of this that I think really could be problematic for just the product as a whole. Um where I'm hoping that they can get some NIL figured out. But as skeptical as we all were, and especially, I mean, I didn't think, I didn't think they were, I thought they'd get embarrassed on Saturday. And they clearly, they clearly have upgraded talent and uh, are going in the right direction. So it'll be interesting to see, but, um, but nonetheless, huge win for the Pac-12 and uh, the four corner schools. All right, let's get into our picks for the Utah-Baylor game. So Utah's traveling down to Baylor to play, to play the Bears. As we're recording this, they're a seven-and-a-half point favorite. Ryan, we'll kick it over to you. Who do you got and what's your score? And don't forget, it's a 10 a.m. local start. 
set your alarm clock so you don't miss kickoff. I've got uh, I've got Utah winning. I've got uh, even if if Bryce yeah even if Bryson Barnes is your quarterback, if Texas State can drop forty two, so can Bryson Barnes. Let's say Utah forty two, Baylor twenty four. Scott, where are you going? Well, I'm sticking with the good guys. Um, I think Utah. I think we're going to see a better offensive performance, a little more steady offensive performance, especially in the run game. And, and I think I think this is going to be a quick game. I think Utah's going to run the ball. They're going to keep the clock running. Um, so I think it's going to be a little more low scoring than maybe we anticipate. But I'm going to go Utah uh, 34, Baylor 17. Scott, I'm kind of thinking you're lying too. I I think Barnes is the starting quarterback. I don't think we see Cam, and because of that, I think, yeah, Utah's going to run the ball. It's going to be low scoring. I'm going to be very similar to Florida. I have Utah 27, Baylor 17. Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? At Drum and Feather. That's Drum, the letter N, Feather. Scott, thank you, you Scott, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you man underscore forever. You can get me on Twitter and Instagram at Utah Man Podcast. You can listen to us at our home, utahmanpodcast.com. And anywhere you listen to a podcast, we are there. And hopefully, Utah gets a big win over Baylor and starts the season 2 0. And go Utes. Go Utes. Go Utes will be till I die. We're good. Let's cut it. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah.